Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Super wildcard weekend, AFC games. Let's go. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Taking the Points podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrero, filling in for Chris Donalds alongside Jay Spence, the king. We are ready to preview all of the AFC playoff games in Super Wild Card Weekend, and we will do so in one minute. But before we do, just want to remind you, we're presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL, because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Spence, say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's having a fantastic start to their new year. I sure am. My <laughs> boys came back and did what they were supposed to do, Stats, so I'm good. How are you? I don't blame you. You should be good. As a Bills fan, I am doing well. I'm sitting pretty in this wild card round as my 49ers have the week off. So, man, it, this is a long week for me. I love that the team has the bye, but I'm so desperate to see my team play in the playoffs. It's It's a bit of a double-edged sword. How do you feel about that? Like, I know, obviously, you want the number one seed. Everybody wants the number one seed. But it's like, you know, over the years, I feel like this is a conversation every year, obviously. Do you rest your guys um, the last week of the game when you have – or the last week of the season when you have them locked up, and then you also end up resting them because of the bye? So, like, the, the Ravens – I am not. I don't remember if you guys rested many players. But, so, okay, so you did. So both you and the Ravens rested guys, and now you have a week off. Do you have any um, – just any nerves about – whoever you end up facing in that second round. I have nerves about everything, but you know what? I have to defer to Shanahan and the people in the building. They know, you know, the health of these guys certainly a lot better than I do. So hopefully it all works out, but we'll find out in a couple of weeks on today's show. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to talk about the AFC games today. And then the TGI Friday people are going to talk about the NFC games tomorrow. So you'll get full playoff coverage here at SB Nation. We are just going to look at the AFC game, Spence. We'll take them as they come. Saturday, January 13th, 4.30 p.m. on NBC. It's the Browns at the Houston Texans. Texans are getting two and a half points in this one. Who do you like? I'm going with the Texans. Um, to be honest with you, I know that that in all season, if you if you if you've been listening to this show with me and Chris on or Chris and I, I should say, you know I've been very very strong on the Cleveland Browns and uh, their defense and just everything that they've been doing since the Sean Watson got injured. I feel like the offense looks better <laughs> with Joe Flacco. So I, I'm okay. Well, certain points, not every game. There's been moments that Joe has looked like Joe, but typically I think um, I'm heavy on on the Browns here, but Dude, 
CJ Stroud is amazing, man. Like there's just, it's so difficult for me to watch CJ Stroud in any capacity and feel like this guy, I know he's a quarterback of the future, but I just feel like he has the special thing that like, look in a game like this, Cleveland doesn't have their quarterback. They have a great defense, but they don't have their quarterback. I'm taking the Texans. It's a, it's a tough call because part of me is still like, is Joe Flacco really going to keep doing this? Is he really going to keep playing like this? But here's what scares me if I'm a Cleveland fan. The Browns led the NFL in turnovers this year. They have 37 giveaways, Spence. And that includes with Joe Flacco himself, who has eight interceptions in the games that he has started. And he's also fumbled four times. It is really hard to win if you give the ball to the other team. And, you know, it's been okay because Cleveland has also generated a lot of turnovers on defense. But you can't always count on that. And so that scares me a little bit because I think Cleveland is more talented than Houston if you look up and down the roster. But when you turn the ball over, that is the great equalizer. And that is one thing that Cleveland has done a lot. But I do agree with you that C.J. Stroud is going to have to put the Superman cape on this weekend. If Yeah. For sure, because like like we both mentioned, the defense of the Browns. Um, so if anybody's been paying attention, I know Stash just mentioned the offense has turned the ball over a ton, including with Joe Flacco. We all love how he's kind of woken up. Uh, you know, Amari Cooper has looked like all pro wide receiver since we've seen Joe Flacco come back. So he's done a great job, but turning the ball over and, you know, being a Bill fan, I hear that conversation a lot about Josh Allen and stuff. It's it, and it matters. It matters as much as Josh is great. We 40 plus touchdowns, whatever. There are moments in the fourth quarter where you turn the ball over and it changes the complexion of the game. And Joe Flacco, he he puts it on the ground way too much or he puts it in the other hands of the team way too often. So now I'm with you, man. I, and, and really, I don't even know if it's the Superman cake for CJ Stroud. I just think the guy he makes plays like I, I love watching him, man. He, he he's going to be in a couple of years. Really, if he didn't get injured this year, I would have had him in my MVP conversation if he didn't get injured. He didn't throw a lot of interceptions. He threw a ton of touchdowns. The offense, he has guys like Nico, like nobody came into the season saying Nico Collins was going to be anything that we were excited about. Now, look at him. Like now guys are already talking about next year. He's going to be a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy football. This is, and I know fantasy isn't real life, but it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. Absolutely. And if the Texans were at full strength, you'd certainly feel a lot better than them. Uh, Just real quick, I happened to check the Joe Flacco interceptions. Over 0.5 interceptions for Joe Flacco is minus 166 on DraftKings. So they're basically telling you he's throwing a pick. Even though it's minus 166, I'd still take the over on that. To be honest, I take the over on both. Stroud will probably throw one, too. This is so good for if you're a Texans fan. Like Everything that happens from this point forward is gravy because... All this season was about was can C.J. Stroud play? And you know that he can play. Now he gets playoff experience against a really good defense. Like, this is mm-hmm. such gravy for him. And if he finds a way to win, then, my goodness, do you feel like the sky's the limit for you? The When they played earlier this year, Spence, Amari Cooper dropped 11 for 265 and two touchdowns. Do you see him repeating that kind of success when they play on Saturday? You know, it's, it's tough because that, that is one of the areas that I feel like uh, Houston has struggled, uh, you know, against big receivers or like big time receivers, I should say. And look, I don't know if he's going to go off for, for 200 plus yards, but I do think Amari Cooper is going to be the guy that, you know, if if the Browns are going to win, they have to get the ball into his hands. And I know that you're going to want to run the ball, but 
you know, Joe Flacco, you're going to have to protect it and get it to Amari Cooper as early and often as possible. He should get he should get 10 targets for sure, but I just don't know if the yardage will add up to the same thing. But he should get a touchdown and at least 10 targets. Press until it hurts. That's what I always say. Like, and that's yeah. what they did in that in that game. Oh, Amari Cooper's getting open. Throw it to him every time. We're absolutely oh. fine with that. He had 15. You can't targets. stop him? Yeah. He had 15 <laughs> targets in that game. Uh, the next closest was David Njoku, who had nine. So, like, they basically just gave it to those two people, and it was enough. And if it's working, it's working. And the same thing applies to C.J. Stroud. Like, if you've got one guy where it's working, who cares? There are no style points at this point. It's just survive and advance. Yep. Win, just win, baby. It's the playoffs. And, and at this point, don't try nothing new. You played 17 games. You've practiced for 18 weeks or longer. You know, going back into the summer, we've been practicing a half a year now. You know what your team is. You know what works and what doesn't. CJ Stroud works for you. Run them. It's the playoffs. If Amari Cooper works for you, run them. It's the playoffs. You do not want to go out there and try to get cute at this point because you're going home. <laughs> it's over. Do you see either one of these teams, whoever wins this game, do you see them advancing further in the playoffs or do you think it's going to be a one win and done situation? With this particular game, uh, you know, if Cleveland wins, I can see them still uh, making some noise uh, just because, of, again, in the playoffs, defense and run game matters. And yep. I think even with injuries, you know, like I know Cleveland lost their starting running back early in the season, but then they bring Kareem Hunt back and they still have like they have a couple guys that can still run the ball. It's going to be cold. It's Cleveland. So or no, actually, they're in Houston. They're in Houston. So, um, man, I don't I, I can see Cleveland still making some noise. I just think I think Houston will be very pleased with the win. And then it'll be like, yeah. okay, we made it as far as we're going. So yeah, no, I could see Cleveland though. Have defense, <clears throat> excuse me, have defense will travel, right? That always works, mm -hmm. especially in the playoffs if you're the Browns. Let's move on to game number two on Saturday. The Miami Dolphins heading to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. This is on Peacock, Spence. Are you a Peacock subscriber? I am. So I'm not as upset as ah. it seems that half of the country is, but I completely understand why it's annoying because it's one thing to have it, you know, available on these streaming sites like this, because, you know, but I, I think about people like my grandfather. So my grandfather's 84 years old. He lives in Buffalo. He's a huge football fan his entire life. The Miami Dolphins are part of the AFC East. So everybody in Buffalo has interest in watching this game. And my grandfather can't watch it unless he goes to my sister's house or he goes to someone's house who's young enough to have streaming services because that's just not who an 84 year old man is. And when you do that, I get it. The NFL probably targets a market audience of like the teenage or they I feel like they market everybody. But the focus is younger. But there's a whole audience of people who don't have access to these things. And, and then on top of it, it's almost like you're now and it's not almost you are you're forcing people to, to pay money to watch a playoff. It's basically a pay-per-view football game. Even though it's not $180 like boxing or whatever, it's a pay-per-view football game. And I think if you're going to do that, it, it, should be, it shouldn't be any of them, but it should be the Super Bowl, right? Not the wild card game between the freaking Chiefs and the Dolphins, you know? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. That's the part that ticks me off about it, but I am a Peacock owner, so personally, I'm not upset I'll be able to watch the game. Yeah, I, I'm not a Peacock subscriber, and I really want to watch this game because it's it's so juicy to me. There's so many storylines. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, to be honest with you. I still haven't decided, ultimately. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by four and a half points. You've got Tyree Kill, 
coming back to Arrowhead, his old stomping grounds. The Dolphins have kind of floundered at the end of the season, and it's going to be cold as hell, Spence. Yeah. Hell, isn't it? Actually, it's going to be colder than hell. Like that's yeah, I should say like it, it, it's insane. Like the 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 now the the thing about this, it's it's interesting. Now, um, Dolphins fans, and now this is just me being petty. This is me being petty. I'm a Bills fan. So last year, I don't know if everybody remembers. Like week, I think it was week three, week four. The Buffalo Bills went down to Miami, and uh, the, the the difference of the temperature on the sideline was like the Bills sideline was like 130 degrees. And the Dolphins was like 70 degrees because of the way the stadium is built. Right. And everybody was like, weather is not a factor. You should not complain. Because Bills fans after the game was like, dude, our team was dehydrated. And, you know, Diggs had to get two IVs at halftime. So, I mean, I can go on and on. But now you're seeing Dolphins fans. Oh, you have to protect the players and the fans. Move the game. The weather is too terrible. Move the game? Move the game. Are you kidding me? Man up. (laughs) <laughs> man up but no, i'm going with kc here um and it I, I, now i'm not confident in kansas city this year has been the first year that i've watched a patrick mahomes led team and i am just not afraid of them at all like you know so even when he's on the field and travis kelsey is on the field like look kelsey is that guy we know it i'm not scared of him this year i don't know what it is i don't know if i don't know if they just need more weapons on offense or the weapons they have this year is just not clicking I don't know, but the, the offense of the Chiefs just is just not what I'm used to. Now you have Mahomes, and Mahomes can at any point be Mahomes. The defense of Kansas City, I think, is what's going to win this game because uh, the offense is still beat up. Tariq Hill is he's not 100%. I would say he's around like 70% with that hip and the ankle. Uh, Jalen Waddles, his ankle is still kind of banged up. He's going to play because it's the playoffs. Defensively, they're out like every like it is it is bad for the Dolphins they they they're out I think five starters just over the last two weeks and then you're piling that on top of the other injuries that they had prior unless Tua has the game of a lifetime now in cold weather he never plays well from Alabama all the way up until Miami so I just don't have any confidence in Tua I don't have any confidence in that offense against the Chiefs defense. And then I don't have confidence in that Vic Vangio's defense because it's so beat up. I completely agree with you. And by the way, just uh, in case I didn't say it earlier, it's going to be nine degrees right now with 15 mile an hour winds. What's the wind chill? (laughs) I don't know. Cold as (laughs) That's insane. That's the wind chill. Um, I agree with everything you said. And I've said this about Miami all year long. Every time Miami plays a good team, they lose. They got molly whipped by the Bills, 48 to 20. They lost to the Eagles, 31-17, when the Eagles look like a real team. They lost to the Chiefs earlier in the year, 21-14. They lost to the Titans, who are not a good team, but that's a bad loss. They got stomped by the Ravens, 56 to 19, and they lost to the Bills in the final week of the season. Every time Miami plays any team worth its salt, they're no, they don't throw the ball around. Their offense gets shut down and their defense gets worked. And I'm sorry. I don't think that's going to work outside in a playoff game in Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes. And like you said, the Chiefs offense hasn't been anything great this year. But I just have no faith in Miami. And I have a hell of a lot more faith in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the playoffs. Yep, I'm with you. Now, I will say as a Bills fan, I hope they both lose. Like I, I hope they both I know it, it, it can't happen in the playoffs but I still as much as I'm a fan of football and I love to watch good football so for that reason I'm a fan of Patrick Mahomes but I'm still bitter from 13 seconds so I, I'm, I'm I'm just telling you I hope they both lose 
my son asked me like, dad, what are we rooting for this weekend? Since the 49ers are on a bye?" I was like, you know what we're rooting for? Don't root for anybody to get hurt. Cause I, that's not right. a good thing to do. I said, root for every game to go into double overtime. That's what you want. You just want a <laughs> battle from all yeah. these teams, a grinded out physical double overtime, triple overtime performance. That's what you're hoping for. And, you know, I, I saw articles in Miami about how if Mike McDaniel loses this game, he goes into next year on the hot seat, which is surprising. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I kind of understand it. Like, you got to start. You're the one that's telling us that two is your guy, right? That you got your quarterback. So if that's not the issue, you've got this offense that we think is really good. When are you going to start to beat good teams? And they haven't done it so far. And they haven't really done it in Mike McDaniel's entire tenure. Well, you know what, though? I think now, and this is, again, me as a Bills fan, I, I think it would be a mistake for them to fire him. You know, when you when you look at a team like Miami who hasn't made the playoffs since 2000, you know, or I think it was like 2002. They haven't made the playoffs for like an – it was crazy. And then you go back, they haven't won a playoff game and even longer than that. And then so you go through all of these different coaches, and now he, this, this weird, nerdy, tech-looking guy gets there, and you make the playoffs two years in a row. The first year, you almost win on the road with the backup quarterback because two was hurt. This year, you have the best offense in the league. Now, you fell apart. You did. I'm not, you know, so they have things that to be blamed for. But you make the playoffs two years in a row. You you almost won a division down to the last, get pretty the last drive of the year. I get it. it. It doesn't work right away. But this is Mike McDaniel's first time coaching as a head coach. And he's brought success to that team. If Miami lets him go or they put him on the hot seat for next season and it's more pressure on him for having two winning seasons in a row and taking you to the playoffs i think something's wrong with that and to me that's bad ownership but that's part of the reason why miami has been poverty for the last two decades mike mcdaniel is 20 and 15 in two years the dolphins are four and nine in december and january and they are three and 11 against teams that have made the playoffs the last two years. So they are able to beat up on the bad teams. They struggle against the good teams. I'm not saying he should be fired. I agree with you. Uh, I do think it's fair to question though, whether what sort of level the dolphins are at. It's one thing to beat up on tomato cans. It's another thing to be able to go toe to toe with the big teams. And when you've got the bills sitting in your division, Josh Allen, who ain't going anywhere, that's, that's kind of a thing. So that's definitely something they're going to have to improve on and we'll see if they can do it. I feel like they can't throw outside the, the middle of the field. That's really what hurts the Dolphins. They can throw it in the middle of the field, too. Is very good at that, at making anticipatory sure. throws. And But outside the numbers, they can't get anything. And when you, when you have an entire section of the field that if you're the Chiefs, you don't have to worry about, that makes it a lot tougher. And, again, I know it might sound like a silly point to make, but I'm telling you, with that being the case as well, Tua does not play well in cold weather. And I, and I'm, and this is not an understatement. I mean, go back and look at games from when he was at Alabama. Look at the games since he's been in Miami. Games against the Bills in Buffalo, late, trash. Games against New England, late, trash. The Jets, trash. So, like, just the divisional games alone late in the year that we've seen out of Tua, he just has not done well. And, and so, Tariq Hill, you're right. Like, in this game, if the conditions are what we're thinking is going to be, his route running won't be as much of a factor as we're as we're used to seeing Waddle is injured so he has to be precise these balls have to be put in places that these guys are going to be able to make a play on the ball I don't feel confident about that against this Kansas City defense even in good weather 
Like even if you saw the you saw him throw an interception on the final, obviously the final play of the game for them mm-hmm. against the Bills, two, and that was on the outside of the numbers, like you mentioned. So I, I'm just saying, man, like it, it, this game is setting up, and I'm sorry for all my like honestly, I this year and last year I've actually made friends <laughs> with the Dolphins fan base. I'm sorry for you guys because like you you all really it bothered me all season. But you guys were riding high all year. You had a three-game a three-game lead in the AFC East. You should have been the AFC East champions. Really, you should have had the number one seed. Everything was going your way from the beginning of the season. You had the number one offense. You scored seventy points on Denver. You were rolling. You were ro- you had two running backs that were on pace for a thousand yards. You you had everything. So this sucks to lose in the first weekend of the playoffs. But I still would hesitate to to put him to put McDaniel's in the hot seat. That's just me. Tua has lost each of the five coldest starts of his career. He's completed 57% of his passes in those games, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. That ain't going to get it done. And I agree, cold weather and quarterbacks, it's a thing. Like, this game is still played by human beings. It sucks to be out in the cold, especially that cold. Again, we're talking like nine degrees cold. That is not a thing, especially for a warm weather team like the Dolphins. You, That is the last thing you want to do. Everything is lining up for Kansas City in this one. Now, I will say I'm fascinated to see Patrick Mahomes have to go on the road in the playoffs, which he's never had to do in his career before this year. And if I guess if the Chiefs lose, they won't. He still won't have to do it. He's never played a road playoff game in his career except for the Super Bowl, which is neutral site. Well, I'll tell you what, if the Bills win this weekend again, I know we're going to talk Bills next, but if the Bills win this weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs win against the Miami Dolphins, those dudes have to come to Western New York. And I am oh, I'm ready. I am ready, man. That I'm Oh, okay, let's move on. I'm ready. I am ready. <laughs> You're in revenge mode already. So, okay, let's get to it. I think we're both taking the Chiefs in that one uh, now. The only AFC game on Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS, Pittsburgh traveling to Buffalo to face your Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are a heavy favorite, as you would expect. Ten points in this one, Spence. I'm going to I'm going to take the Bills. Obviously, I'm a Bills fan, but I think that the I'm not going to say they cover Um, the the weather that we're seeing forecasted is to kind of have some sloppy slushy type snow situation and now just i know we just talked about cold weather and quarterbacks that doesn't quite apply to josh allen so you know i don't know if everybody remembers the negative nine degree game that the bills had a couple years ago against the patriots in the playoffs 47 to 17 i don't know if people remember last season against the chicago bears uh it was like negative 25 degrees in chicago last year josh allen blew the blew the bears socks off and threw for three touchdowns so cold weather doesn't typically bother josh and when you have a, a guy as big as him who can run look out so i think josh is going to turn into more of a runner this game and i just don't think pittsburgh unfortunately will have what it takes to keep up with the points but i I think it's going to be low scoring i don't think the bills are going to come out and score 30 on them i think it'll be one of those games where the bills will be happy like 20 to like i don't even give well maybe i do think they cover you know like 20 to 7 man I'm i'm gonna say they cover f it to me this game is a perfect example of just a reminder the season is long Right. The Bills, we were freaking out about the Bills. Oh, my God. They're going to miss the playoffs. And they wind up as the two seed when it's all said and done. 
Pittsburgh. They got smashed by the 49ers in week one. They're rotating quarterbacks in and out of there. You've got clips of Pickens and other receivers, like just dogging it on the field, completely not putting forth any effort. And yet the Steelers didn't just make the playoffs. They had 10 wins. They had 10 freaking wins. So it's just a reminder, like it is a long season. And here we are in this playoff game. And you talked about Josh Allen. I completely agree. And here's the thing that I love about Josh Allen. When the playoffs come around, he gets better than he is in the regular season. His passing yards go up in the playoffs. His completion percentage goes up in the playoffs. Passer rating up in the playoffs. His touchdown to interception ratio is 4.3 in the playoffs. And his rushing yards per game, like you mentioned, go up. So he is raising his level of play against the best competition. That I think that is a a quality specifically that some quarterbacks have that they just rise up when their team needs it. And Josh Allen has shown so far in his career, he does it. He absolutely does. And that's why this is the first year as a Bills fan, honestly, going into the playoffs, the way this is set up. This is the first year. Personally, I'm super confident. Now, I'm not going to say we're going to win a Super Bowl, but I mean, like going into it, we had a rough year at certain points. Obviously, you know, we fight our offensive coordinator and it was a bunch of stuff that went on that where, you know, people were questioning Josh and the interceptions and the turnovers and all this stuff. And now going into this part of the year, you're absolutely right. When the playoffs hit. Now, unfortunately, we just it's kind of like the Jordan effect, like in the NBA, when Jordan was there, you know, guess what? Reggie Miller couldn't win a championship, (laughs) you know, and now we had Patrick Mahomes. We have Patrick Mahomes in the league. So Josh elevated his play, but 13 seconds happens. And, you know, when Josh walks off the field, he walks off with a touchdown and everybody thinks we won the game. But you have a guy named Patrick Mahomes who can do the same thing. So I think we just had it to where we were going up against another unmovable object and so now this year i'm not afraid of the chiefs this year if you look at the the afc outside of outside of baltimore and then even baltimore i'm i'm not saying that i'm not afraid of baltimore i think baltimore is a solid team defensively offensively that they're moving now but the bills if you look at the bills record against lamar jackson and you can include the playoff game we played him in the playoff game he's not lamar jackson during the season is going to do everything that he does. And when it gets to the playoffs, teams that get to the playoffs know how to play defense on them. And they, they stretch the defense out on the field. They don't allow him to run. They don't, he's going to, this is the year he's going to have to beat everybody with his arm. I'm confident as a Buffalo bills fan first, that we're going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, whoever we get next week. And who like, I really feel like that. Now to me, it's the NFC side that we get nervous about, but that's not what this show is for. You, you sound exactly like me. I'm sitting there saying, if my Niners play their best, nobody's beating them. Like that's, yeah. I, I just, I have this innate confidence. Um, and look, when you have a quarterback that can do what Josh Allen can do, I don't know how you would feel any other way, especially when, like I just said, he has elevated his game in the playoffs. And here's the other thing that's got to trouble you. If you're a Steelers fan, their defense in the playoffs has been cheeks recently. They have played three playoff games over the last six years. They lost 45-42 to the Jags in 2017. Leonard Fournette ran all over them. They gave up 48 points to the Browns in 2020 in the wildcard round. They were down 28 to zip in the first quarter of that game. And then they gave up 42 to the Chiefs in 2021, where Mahomes dropped 400 yards and five touchdowns on him. And oh, by the way, they're not going to have TJ Watt for this game either. 
their defense has gotten torched in the playoffs and they very well could get torched again this weekend. Oh, and don't forget the bills do have a run game. Finally, that's something in the playoffs that we didn't have. Now we have a thousand yard rusher in James cook. And I did mention that Josh is a six, six, 250 pound quarterback that can, Okay, that, but I'm confident, man. Like, and I know Pittsburgh fans are happy, and I love Mike Tomlin. I mean, to have a career like his and not have a losing season ever, first of all, how how impossible is that in the NFL to never have a losing season? But, you know, I just don't – Mason Rudolph, I'm sure he's going to be the starter. I yeah. just don't – I don't know, man. If I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I'm very – I don't want to say I'm content to make the playoffs and happy, but, I mean, like, that's – and I'm not trying to sound like a Bills fan just piling on at this point. Like, I'm honest. Like you mentioned, TJ Watt, that's a huge deal. You lose the best player on your team, and by far, by far the best guy. He's probably the best guy defensively in the division, you know, or I don't know. Yeah, Garrett. It's, it's close. I'm going to take Watt. I'm going to take Watt. He's a top so, three pass rusher in the league. And it's like every year he's a top three pass rusher in the league. So, I'm just nervous if I'm Pittsburgh, man. You guys, uh, you had a good season. You went on a, you turned things around. It was fun. Look, prepare for the draft, man. Get get some more <laughs> weapons for your quarterback, or get a new quarterback. Prepare for the draft. Go Bills. <laughs> I do think that there is an element to Josh Allen's game where sometimes he can put the ball at risk, but I think that the Bills don't even need to play their A game to beat the Steelers. Like I think Josh could have some of those turnovers, which again he really hasn't had in the playoffs. But even if he does. I still think the Bills have enough to beat the Steelers. I just do. And you mentioned the James Cook thing. When they, I don't want to say run the offense through him, but when they feature him as a rusher and a receiver, it makes everything else that Buffalo does so much more effective. And I feel like they started to figure that out towards the back part of the season. So I will take the Bills in this game, and I'll take them to cover the 10 points. It's a lot, but I I feel confident just like you. Well, at first I didn't. I have to go back and update my tally site because I actually did pick, you know, I'm like, oh, that's 10 points. And I don't know. I just don't feel confident in them. I don't think that, you know, offensively that now Najee Harris um, recently has looked good because of the they, they've changed the, the run style. Um, but even still with that, over the last four weeks, our run defense has been phenomenal. We, we've used Jordan Poyer in more of a linebacker role, and he's been just blowing up runs. Like, it's, it's been incredible to watch. We got Daquan Jones back healthy for the playoffs. Last game, he had a phenomenal – so it's just like I'm – now, I need Vaughn to show up. Yeah, I need, what's I need Vaughn – dude, I don't know, man. Earn his doggone contract. I know he had the off-field stuff this year that kind of just, like, disappeared. We stopped hearing about it. I don't – I'm not even going to – I don't know about that, but as far as you being paid like a gazillion dollars to be inactive twice and not like he's been a healthy scratch, man. And then you come in and then make no plays. I think I think we have the same amount of sacks on the season. He and I like and that's just not a good that's not a good thing. Yeah. It's, and then for him to say like, oh, the Bills made the right decision to make me a healthy scratch. Like you're you're not even mad about it? like what is that's that's a weird weird situation and he was one of those pieces that they brought in to kind of be the cherry on top of the sunday right like this is the the final infinity stone in the in the gauntlet here to get you over the top and win a championship they're going to need him to make some major major plays if they are going to do it so there you go there is your afc playoff preview we don't disagree on a single game i wanted to come in and fight but i just i think the choices are pretty clear uh again TGI football tomorrow will get, or I should say Friday, excuse me, will give you the 
NFC pick. So we have you fully covered here on SB Nation. Uh, you're not going to miss out. We just wanted to split it up because, you know, we do things a little differently when the playoff comes around. It's a different, different time of year. You got to be ready to adapt your game. And, and shout out to my guy, Chris, man. He, you know, he had some things going on this morning, but hey, uh, I know he's looking forward to the playoffs. Uh, maybe not for the same reasons, but he's looking forward to them as well. I will say, you're right. Everything about the NFC will be covered tomorrow on, on another show, but just look for that Cowboys upset. And that's all I'm going to say. Ooh, you think Green Bay is going to get it done, huh? I do. I do. I, I, I just, you know, the Cowboys kind of like the Dolphins every year. It's like they they have this offense and they have this team where they're flying through games and then the late season hits and they have a couple snags and they did. They lost to the Bills big. They lost to uh, Miami. You know, it's like just the way the season went for them towards the end of the year going into this game. I'm just not super confident. Green Bay has looked good. Green Bay has looked good. I, I've been giving them grief just out of a friendly banter with my guy, but Green Bay has looked good. Uh, Jordan Love looks like he's if he can get a better offensive line and a consistent receiver that doesn't have hamstring injuries and all this, you know, like because Watson is never in. But you give him a number one wide receiver and, a, and a, a better guard or something like I just I don't know, man. I think he can actually make some noise. So I'm, I'm looking at Green Bay to take the upset. And I think the spread was like seven and a half or eight or something like that. Can I, I just underdogs? I want to just point out that the Packers in the last 30 years have had quarterback uncertainty for about five games. Other than right. that, they've always had their guy. They went from Favre to Rodgers, now to Jordan Love, who, like you said, it looks fantastic. Uh, good job by them. By the way, the spread is seven and a half. The Packers are getting yeah. seven and a half in that game. I think I might take the points. I know the Cowboys are good at home, but. I agree with you. I think Jordan, it, it's almost like that Texans game. Like if Jordan Love, much like CJ Stroud, just puts on the Superman cape, they got mm -hmm. a puncher's chance. Yeah, but but again, and I get if, if Dallas fans get mad at me, I get it too, because I do I understand like the offense to the Dallas Cowboys is phenomenal when Dak is on and when CeeDee Lamb is on and like it's beautiful to watch. But I just it, something about January and Dallas, it just doesn't mix. It's like I, I, I don't have no idea of why. But it just seems like when the season is when the regular season is over, Dallas's season is over. They just don't show up. There is a reason the Cowboys haven't been to the conference championship game since 1995. I'll just say that. That's going to do it for this edition of Taking the Points. Please rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. Enjoy the AFC playoffs. Like I said, TGI Football will have you covered for the NFC game. Spence, thanks for letting me pinch it for Chris. I appreciate it. Hey man, anytime I love doing shows with you, man. We got to I got to get you on like the code of conduct and something else too. Like we, especially you know what? If it's the Berman Bowl, which I I feel like this year it's a very good possibility of it being a Berman Bowl. And for those who who are listening who aren't aware, uh, so Berman back in his ESPN days early, he was a huge fan of the 49ers. He's a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills, and every year he would predict the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers to reach the Super Bowl. And it seems like when the Bills were on that run, it just didn't work for the 49ers. And then when the 49ers got good, it's not working for the Bills. This is a year that that the stars could align for Bur for Chris Berman. And I'm, I'm so if it happens, you're going to get that text or phone call. We're going to got to have to get you on the code of conduct, man. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, that I would sign for that because it would mean the 49ers were in the Super Bowl. And then I would be terrified because I've seen Josh Allen kick the hell out of this defense. But it would be both for me. Like, same thing. We both would be shaking on that game. Yes. Uh, a few weeks away from that happening, but uh, here's hoping. Anyway, 
Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week.